Welcome to Alumni Evolution, the official podcast of the Kentucky Wesleyan College Alumni Association. Join us each week as we interview incredible alumni and friends and follow the evolution of their lives. Hey, everybody. We are back again for another edition of Alumni Evolution. I am Doug Hoyt, and I have the privilege of serving as your host. Today, we have a special guest, Keith Sharber. Keith is not an alumni of Kentucky Wesleyan, and you might be asking, well, then why in the world are you on this program? Well, Keith, why don't you tell us, introduce yourself and tell us why you're on this program. Okay, Doug, well, first of all, thank you for having me as your guest, and, and thank you for the idea to use the technology to even have this as a communication means. Uh, back to your question, um, Doug, I moved here to Owensboro in 1979 uh, in the radio business. Uh, I was a news director for Owensboro Broadcasting Company. Uh, I was living in Glasgow, Kentucky, and uh, they reached out, and I came and interviewed. But Owensboro Broadcasting Company then was comprised of WOMI, Oh, yeah, and still around. BKR. Now, uh, a lot of people don't realize that OMI stood for the Owensboro Messenger Inquirer. They were our parent company that owned us. The old studios that I worked in are no longer there. It's over where Great Harvest Bread is at, roughly on Fred. Oh, yeah, with Street. the big tower across the, the street tower. from the college. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I was there uh, as news director for eight years, but it started in 79. But my father uh, was a United Methodist minister, so I'm a, I'm a PK, a preacher's kid. And uh, when I graduated high school, Doug, I, I, I thought I knew everything there was to know. So, I, I think we all do. So why would I want to waste anybody's time and go and to try to learn something that I probably already know? Right. So um, that that traditional window closed. I took a full-time job in broadcasting. And so, but when I moved to Owensboro, I was very much aware in 1979, and it's true today in 2023, of how interwoven into the caliber of life in Owensboro that Kentucky Wesleyan College is. I mean, you know, granted, Owensboro is, uh, well, when I moved here, Owensboro was known, uh, obviously, for Moonlight Barbecue. That's right. The Regatta Boat Races. And Kentucky Wesleyan College. Those right. were the three things. So I had that appreciation uh, both from my denominational upbringing as a United Methodist and also uh, from the reputation that I knew Owensboro had and Kentucky Wesleyan being a very big component of that. So interestingly, I came to Owensboro and Kentucky Wesleyan in 1980, so just about that same time. Right. We, we've been here just about the same length of time. Wow. And you're absolutely right, Keith. Kentucky Wesleyan College becomes part of your fabric, whether you are a student here or whether you are part of the community. It, there's just something intrinsically um, it, part of you if you let it be. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, and I mean, having uh, Kentucky Wesleyan directly across the street uh, from where I went to work, it was day, natural. It was it was natural, and uh, there would be uh, occasions that we would come across the street to maybe assist with something with 
uh, WKWC, the radio station at the time, who was it was kind of in its infancy back in that time. It, it was, and an interesting story about that. Um, I, I've shared this with some of the folks around here back in those days. It was still the occasion that you, in order to be on the radio, you had to apply to the FCC for a license yes. to be on the radio. Yes, I had one of those. I yes. did too and uh-huh. still have that license at home. I found it cleaning out about a year ago in right. an old wallet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was on the old WKWC uh, and and most of it was playing classical music yes. at the time. Yes, I remember that. I don't know that that station reach was much passed across Frederick Street. Right, it right, was very small right. at the time. There were CB radios maybe with more power. Absolutely, in the day, right. Yeah. You could you, the truckers could <laughs> yeah, go farther right, than, than right. that radio station, but yeah. it was fun and it was great yes. experience. Yes. So you know, interestingly, where you uh, grew up in Owensboro, meaning where you worked, um, you probably remember the Jerry's that was pretty much right next door to the station oh, and across the street. We used to go there all the time. Of course, yeah. we had to scrape pennies together as students. Right. Uh, and there was a Taco John's also. Yes. Yes, I <laughs> we remember had that. Taco yeah. Tuesday, and we'd scrape our quarters together and get two for a quarter right. at the time. <laughs> uh, you do about anything when you're a poor college kid. I, I understand. I I did not, I, I was not the traditional college student, but at the same time, I, I very much was stretching things to live paycheck to paycheck. Oh, so yeah, I absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So you you worked at the radio station for some mm-hmm. period of time. Eight years. Eight mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. Here. Uh-huh. Right here. And uh, but, but prior to that, you had a radio career? Yes, I'd worked in. Uh, I actually started in radio, Doug, uh, at the tender age of 14 years old. Oh, my. In Munfordville, Kentucky. And I owe, uh, I'd give anything if that original general manager were still alive today for me to go back and thank him for um, giving a 14-year-old young person uh, the opportunity to be a station brat and hang around. And, uh, but I I worked in Munfordville, I've worked, uh, I worked in Elizabethtown, I've Worked in Bowling Green and then Glasgow before I, I came here to Owensboro. Okay. All on the radio or behind the scenes? All on the radio. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then in Owensboro was also on, on air? Yes. I was news director, but I also uh, anchored all of the morning newscasts starting at 5 a.m. all the way up through midday. And then obviously was on call for uh, various and a sundry uh, uh, type of uh, dramatic uh, news events, fires, whatever right. the case might be. Well, they they ask you to wear many hats when you're news director. It, yes. it sounds like a glor- glamorous job, doesn't it? Right, but, it uh, does. You, you and, st- and, and, and <laughs> you know, in, in all honesty, I have to admit, and my wife would nod her head, uh, it's still in my blood a little bit. Uh, I mean, if I see a couple of fire trucks and an ambulance going down the street. There's been more than once that uh, you I've, want to jump into that action. I've, that I've <laughs> altered my, my travel plans uh, just out of curiosity to see what's going on. That's so. funny. That's funny. It's in your blood. Yes. It's yes. in your blood. So, yeah. uh, radio, then what? Okay. Um, what, well, ha- what happens after that? Okay. Uh, I, I tell you, Doug, I, I look back, um, over my life and, and I hope God is as good to me and what's left of my life as he's been up to this point. But Amen. Um, I was in the class of 1986 
of Leadership Owensboro. I was selected as the media representative. Uh, I don't know if they still do that, but back then they had targeted uh, career vocations. Like we had educators, attorneys, we had law enforcement, we had healthcare professionals, and I just happened to be the media representative. But I was in the class of 1986, and Jerry Hayes, uh, the president and owner of the Canteen franchise, was one of my classmates and uh, got to know Jerry a little bit. And he just up and one day said, why don't you come and be my news director? I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, why don't you come and be my sales manager? And I said, Jerry, I, I've never sold a thing in my life. <laughs> and I said, even when uh, our little league team would be given world's finest chocolate bars to sell, I would take my lawn mowing money that I'd earned and I would buy my whole box of chocolate bars. So you didn't have to sell them. I just had that, I don't know, I guess a fear of rejection or whatever of going to the door and somebody saying, no, I don't want any of your chocolate bars. And so Jerry told me very poignantly, he said, you're not going to have to go door to door and sell soda crackers, uh, food service business. But he said, I want you to tell my story. Oh, and, yeah. and, uh, which is what you'd been doing for years. Right. And that's, and he made that point to me. He said, whether you realize it or not, you've been telling a story in your broadcast career. And I want you to go and tell my story. And if you do that, the business will come, the new sales will come, that's the right. new clients will come. So I made that tremendous leap of faith. It scared me to death uh, of, of making such a dramatic change. But I'd reached a point, Doug, uh, in the eight years from 79, this is 87, uh, I'd gotten married. Uh, we had one child and one on the way, and I'd fallen in love with this community. And Which I, is an easy thing to do. It is. And I'd fallen in love with an Owensboro girl, which is which is an easy Equally thing, an to, easy do. thing yes. to do. And so I had already kind of maxed out that I'd gone as high as I could go at the radio station, and I was going to have to relocate. And I, I I just loved Owensboro so much and felt that it was the perfect place to raise a family. And I said, hey, I'm young enough. I'll make a career change. And so that's how I went to Canteen in 1987. Yes. This is uh, an old adage that a fella told me one time, and and his point was, don't be afraid to take a chance. And it was, when you come to a fork in the road, take it. Take it, yes. It's going to lead you somewhere. Yes, yes. And it's usually the right place. Yes. It's usually where God wants us to go. Yes, yes. And it sounds like that's exactly what you did. It's exactly what happened. And, uh, you know, and, and, I'm, and I'm glad you mentioned God— uh, you know, I, I'm convinced that God gives us nudges a lot. Doesn't always hit us over the head. We just don't always pay attention. We don't. I, well, in uh, and yes, we've generally our our we're not tuned in maybe to the frequency that we know that God would be speaking to us, and we're we're doing that kind of on an intentional basis. But um, you know, I've I've been fortunate to feel those nudges and I've responded to those nudges at very critical junctures in, in my life. You've taken the forks. I have. That have been presented to you. Yeah. I have. Yeah. That's so cool. Yes. You know, because that's exactly what you have to do in order to be successful right. in life. At, at least I believe that. Yes. I've had those same 
forks mm-hmm. at different points right. in my life and career. Um, and, you know, it is. It's a matter of do you take that little risk outside your comfort zone? Right. And sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. Right. Exactly. So a couple of times now you've talked about family. I mm-hmm. love talking about family. One of my favorite things to talk about is my family. So uh, wife and children. Yes. Yeah. Talk to us about that. Okay. Uh, my wife, Vicki, formerly Richardson Sharber, um, she's from here uh, in Owensboro. Uh, we, you're going to laugh. Uh we met at a square dance. No. Oh. Yes. <laughs> Old-fashioned square dance. Um, I had taken square dance lessons right before I moved to Owensboro. And, and my mother, she was very absolute. She says, now you're going to keep dancing when you go to Owensboro, and your father and I will come up and we'll go to one of the square dances. And my mother said, I'll alternate between dancing with you and, and your father. And that's where I met uh, my wife Vicky, and uh, people chuckle because I'm, I'm I'm no Fred Astaire by by any any stretch, but uh, but you can cut a rug with the square dance. I did, I did in the day, I did in the day. So uh, that's how Vicky and I met, and uh, again, she came from a wonderful family here in Owensboro, and Vicky had a very long career uh, at. Uh, when I first came to town, what was then known as Owensboro Davis County Hospital. Okay. And uh, she worked as a pharmacy technician. And she retired in um, she retired in February of 2021. Right in the middle of COVID. Just shy of 47 years. Oh, wow. She liked two, two months having been there 47 years. And, you know, that's unusual to be at a place for that long. Yes, absolutely. It doesn't happen anymore. And and then I had uh, left Canteen, and we'll probably back up and maybe talk about this. But uh, I uh, some of the things we'll back up and cover. I'd become an owner partner at Canteen with Jack Wells, okay, whose name is synonymous with Kentucky Wesleyan College, well known, well known and, uh, in the college yeah, world and throughout yeah. Owensboro. So after Jack's passing in August of 2020. Uh, the, 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 the company was fiscally sound, operationally sound, but Jack's, uh, tragic passing, uh, there were five of us, uh, surviving partners and kind of served a message to us that maybe, uh, this is a good time and to take a lesson from our losing Jack to say, you know, let's, um, let's enjoy some of the fruits of the labors that we've devoted to this company. So we sold the company at the very end of, of 2020. And, um, so Vicki actually retired. Uh, I stayed with the new owners. I had a deal to stay for 90 days. So I joined her in the retirement ranks about 30 days after, after she did. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, let me let me skip back though because I want to talk about the kids. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm sorry. Right? No, yes. no, no. I mean, I just I, I love talking about kids and grandkids. Mm-hmm. You know, I we Brenda and I have two kids and five grandkids, and I, I could spend all day yes. talking about them. Yes, yes. You know, so uh, talk about your children. Okay, we have a daughter and a son. Uh, our daughter Nicole, uh, her birthday is coming up in two days, and. Uh, 
uh, she's married, lives in Louisville, um, and uh, she now works for a large uh, senior citizen uh, assisted living that's okay. that, that's actually nationwide, but they're headquartered in in Louisville, and she's a type of financial analyst or uh, something that's above okay. my pay grade. <laughs> Uh, so she and her husband is Jorge. Uh, he is uh, originally from Mexico. Love him. Just, I love him like a son. Uh, they met in Louisville. The engineering firm he was working for was doing a tremendous amount of engineering work for the GE Appliance Park. Okay. So he was flying in and out uh, of Louisville from his home in Mexico, and that's how they met at a coffee shop in the Highlands oh, in wow. Louisville. So that's Nicole and Jorge. And then our son, Mitch, uh, is uh, he lives in Richmond, Kentucky. Right. And Mitch and his wife, Shanna, uh, have given us two grandsons, uh, Bo and Leo, that are five and two. Oh, boy. And Shanna, uh, Mitch's wife, uh, I should say Dr. Shanna Sharber, uh, we figured the only way we would ever get Dr. and Sharber <laughs> in the same sentence was to, was to have somebody marry marry in. in. (laughs) So she is a, she's a pediatrician and Mitch and Shanna talked way before they had children that uh, when that day came that they would be blessed with children, that Mitch would be essentially a Mr. Mom. And he absolutely loves it. And I've told him, I says, Mitch, you will, you will look back and you're going to be so blessed with the memories and, but they go biking and hiking and swimming and yeah, but he, uh, he, he does all of that. And I, and, and I think at some point, uh, the oldest just entered kindergarten this year. Right. And I, and I think when Leo, the younger also does that, that, that Mitch then may go back and pick up his career which was in um, uh, physical therapy. And uh, so. Well, there's demand for that yes. at any point in time. Yes. yes. So he can certainly pick that up yes. with a little refresher on yes. skills. Yes. So they live in Richmond, Kentucky. So Home of EKU. That's exactly Eastern right. Kentucky. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Well, very cool. Yeah. Thank uh, you. you know, that's a, it, it's special, I think, to see what your kids do, you know, and, and as they get older to understand hey, you know, they're being successful. And maybe you did some right things, you know, planted the right seeds, taught the right values. Yes, yes. And that, and that's great that you mentioned that because, as you know, there are parental points along the way to where you question. Without a doubt. Uh, yes. Are, are, are we doing the right things? I mean, uh, a disciplinary decision that was made or whatever the case might be. But I have to say that as I look back uh, – I'm not saying Vicky and I didn't make mistakes. I'm sure we did. We all do. But our our children, uh, I've told my son before, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart. I mean, I, 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 I try to be a good man in all senses of the word, as a father, as a husband, as a brother, and a son, as a member of the community, as an employer. But my son is a better man than I am. And... Um, 
Now that's not all. That's that's the parts he got from Vicky as opposed to me, I guess. But uh, <laughs> well, yeah. I'm going to disagree a little bit. I think it's the morsels all along the way. Right. You right. know, it, it's the 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 parents set the foundation, and then you hope that that grows into something a little bit uh, a little bit richer, stronger than what you were, or what you had. You know, that's that's the objective of all parents, I think. Right. Circling back, Canteen is a food service business. Yes. Uh, and you had a long career there. Yes. Uh, while you were doing that, though, somewhere along the line, you got affiliated with Kentucky Wesleyan College. At a deeper level. Now, uh, I tell you, Doug, I, I met Roy Pickerel soon after my arrival in Owensboro back in 1979. He would come across the street as the sports information director. Right. And, of course, it wasn't long after that that uh, Kentucky Wesleyan had, had hired uh, Coach Mike Polio. And uh, and so Roy would come across. And I, I, I met Roy, and soon after, Vicky and I bought season tickets. Uh, I think we bought our first season tickets in 82 or 83, and, uh, and those were some good basketball yes, years. Yes. That's when the sports center was 4,000 plus. Rocking, and just, standing room only. Oh my yeah. gosh. It was amazing. Yes. I was a student at that time. Yes. So we've been, we've been season ticket holders ever since. And then, um, the longtime voice of the sports center, uh, Glenn Young, yeah. who I, I forget it was 49 or 50 years yes. that he was the Sports Center voice. Now, yes. Joel Utley, obviously, the, the radio, radio voice. voice. That's right. But when um, when Glenn had some uh, health issues and his uh, advancing age, I quite unexpectedly was asked, given my background and my knowledge of Wesleyan, if, if I would consider uh, on an interim basis, at, at least, of filling that role. Uh, I won't say filling Glenn's shoes, but I'll say filling the role at the scores table doing the public address announcing. And then uh, soon after that is when the partnership at our company, Mr. Hayes had passed away. Our ownership group was formed with Jack Wells as the senior partner. So it was this confluence of my becoming even more active with Kentucky Wesleyan and doing the PA announcing led to me doing the emceeing of some banquets and functions okay. here on campus yep. and different things. And then I was working side-by-side uh, side with Jack Wells and his love and devotion to the college. And and uh, my roots here at 3000 Frederica Street just kind of started going deeper and deeper and deeper. And with more exposure came more love and adoration on, on my part. Uh, and then you blend in my background as a preacher's, a, a United Methodist bre preacher's kid. So the end product today is a guy that um, I, I, I've always, other than my athletic career, I've always been part of a winning team. I, my, my athletic career, I don't have a, I don't have a lot of hardware to show for that. Well, but, we might uh, have to circle back on that yeah. one, man. But Otherwise, career-wise and things, I've always been part of a winning team. And uh, so, I, I don't know. I, I After my retirement, I kind of dropped off into a little bit of a depression state because I'd been so active and go, 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 go. Right. Not a 
diagnose clinical depression, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, and, missing uh, something. And, and so now I'm reengaged. I'm part of a winning team again, and I love it. I absolutely love it. So that team, let's talk about that. You are a member of the Kentucky Wesleyan Board of Trustees. Yes, yes. Uh, how long? Uh, it gets a little cloudy because it happened during the pandemic. I, I think I've now been on two and a half years. Okay. Two and a half years. Yes. And so you have part responsibility in helping lead Kentucky Wesleyan as a trustee. Yes. Yeah. It's, uh, uh, you know, I don't know. It's it's just, it's giving back and giving back in a different way. You know, I, I like to always say that... Uh, People should give back in ways they're capable, mm-hmm. you know, and it and sounds like that's exactly what you're able to do right now. Yeah. You know, uh, we had a trustees meeting just, just today. And I remember at one point I stood up in the meeting and I said, look, I don't come from an academic background. And those of you that are in the academic field, you have forgotten more about higher education than I'll ever know. But I do bring a rich history of, of business and communications. Absolutely. And uh, so, and as I look around the room at all of our trustees, there are gifts that everybody brings with their, with their diversity and with their talents. And I think that's the special nature of that group. Absolutely. Everybody does have a talent. Everybody has multiple talents. Yes. And not afraid to share. Um, in ways they're capable of doing it. Absolutely. And that's the beauty of mm-hmm. of uh, this group, yes. certainly. Yes. So along the way, um, a- as you know, I have the privilege of being the president of the Kentucky Wesleyan Alumni Association Board of Directors. And uh, our group has voted to bestow an honor upon you. Would you care to share yeah, and uh, I tell you, and I, I'll try not to get emotional here, but, uh, you know, Doug, uh, up until today, September of 2023, all I've got is a high school diploma. and um, But I've been blessed to work with amazing people in broadcast, and I've worked with some absolute iconic minds in the world of business, like a, like a Jack Wells. And, uh, but, um, first of all, when I received the call to be a trustee, I was like, Whoa, wait a minute, time out. I'm just a graduate of Hart County high school with a high school diploma. And they're like, well, you're maybe not giving yourself the degree of credit that you, that you should. But, um, but, um, I can't tell you what this honorary uh, recognition uh, means to me of, I don't know, when when Eddie Kinney first called and he, he and I laughed about it because it doesn't happen very often, but I know I was sitting on my couch at home and I was without words for maybe 20, 25 seconds. I mean, it was just, it, it, it was just that big of a surprise and that big of, uh, of, of an honor. Yes. Deep meaning. Yes, absolutely. So if I can, for those listening, 
you have been given the honor of becoming an honorary alum of Kentucky Wesleyan College, uh, that honor being bestowed uh, this year. And so let me be among the first to welcome you. Thank you. To the Alumni Association. Thank you. And I want to share with you, Doug, I was at an event on campus last night, and at the very end of the event, they sung the school song, and they had the words up on the screen, and I sang that song. But as Vicki and I were walking to the car afterwards, I said, you know, the next time I sing that song, it will be with even more gusto Absolutely. than I had tonight. And, and, I, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart. I mean, that's just how, how, how much it means to me. And thank you. Thank you very much. Well, Keith, well-deserved. Let me say that. Um, it was, quite frankly, an easy decision of the Alumni Association Board. Um, you have given immense amounts to this college community, to the college, to the students, um, and it, it's obvious that you have Kentucky Wesleyan as part of your fabric. Yes. And that is the common denominator that I see among so many who have passed through these doors, whatever that capacity is, whether as a student or an employee or as somebody from the community who just falls in love with it and becomes an honorary alum. Yeah. So thank you. Congratulations and welcome. Thank you. And, and thank you for all you have done and continue to do for Kentucky Wesleyan as well. You're very welcome. Keith, we are nearing the end of our time together. So I do have one question that I like to ask my guests and okay. it is completely off subject. So don't prepare. Okay. Because you can't. <laughs> My wife, Brenda, and I love to travel. So I like to ask our guests, tell me about your favorite vacation. Because it just may give us an opportunity and an idea of something we want to do. Well, Doug, I, and I'll try to be fast in consideration of our time, but uh, Vicki and I during a good portion of our marriage, we were focused on making sure that our kids got their degree without a nickel of student loan debt. Mm -hmm. we, we just didn't want them to go off. Now, if, if, if they went beyond with a graduate degree or something, they were kind of on their own. But we, we sacrificed a lot and a lot of beans and rice in order to, to be able to get our kids Absolutely. there. So now that, that I've been blessed the way that I have with the sale of the company and with our retirement, Vicki and I, I, I had number one goal in life on my bucket list of a place I wanted to see. And it was the beaches of Normandy. Oh, yeah. I have such a deep, deep, deep devotion and gratitude for those who serve first responders and our military. So we booked a trip and, uh, and went over to France, and I will never, ever, ever have the same feeling that I did that day standing there looking out at the English Channel and those just brilliantly white crosses in that 
phenomenally manicured cemetery. Nothing will ever top that. I've had somebody share with me that very same feeling that it's, um, it's ridiculously solemn, but prideful. Yes. And that uh, also that the, the French tend to really still love us. Yes. And I don't know if you experienced that. But. I did in that part of France. Uh, yeah. When you get to the, to the part of France, uh, the beaches of Normandy, they absolutely to this day are thankful for the sacrifice that brave Americans made. Absolutely. Yes. Well, thank you for that. And thank you for coming on and sharing your story. Thank you, Doug. I do appreciate it. I appreciate everything that you do for our college and, and for our community. And thank you for coming and giving your time. Well, um, yeah. We are at the end. And so I'm going to sign off one more time for Alumni Evolution, the official podcast of the Alumni Association. Until next time, have a great day. This has been another episode of Alumni Evolution, the official podcast of the KWC Alumni Association hosted by Doug Hoyt, class of 1984. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to follow the Alumni Association on social media at KWC Alumni. See you next time, Panthers.